Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Your Gym Big Sister podcast. Um, I just want to start this podcast by saying thank you so much to everybody who listened to the first episode, who tagged me, who shared it on their stories. I honestly appreciate it so much. Um, I got some really nice feedback on it. Uh, I honestly was expecting to have two listeners and I thought that that would be me (laughs) and my boyfriend Shane. So the fact that anybody cared to listen uh, means the world. And yeah, I'm really excited um, to bring you some good episodes in the future, hopefully. Um, I thought I'd start the episode just with like a little update on me, I guess. Um, I know the last episode was basically all about me, um, shock horror, I love talking about myself, uh, jokes, uh, well I kind of do, but either way, um, one thing I did mention actually in the last episode is uh, I moved to Canada in January, so that was a big life change for me, um, I've been here for four weeks now I want to say, which seems crazy, I feel like I've been here for longer, um, and I'm all settled in now, uh, I have so much more time, I have a routine, uh, moving countries is actually really, really stressful in case anybody didn't know, um, and also the problem with houses in Canada when you rent them is that they're completely unfurnished. So I had a solid like week or two of completely furnishing this house and driving around, picking up like sofas and a TV stand, even though we have no TV, which is just hilarious. It's like the last thing we would buy. But one of the first things we bought was a TV stand um, and also a cross trainer because I have my priorities in check. Um, But yeah, I'm settling in and uh, enjoying life. I train in one of the best gyms in the world, which is Pure Muscle and Fitness. So that's very cool. And yeah, I'm just settled in now to my off season, ready to get fucking massive, hopefully. Um, (laughs) Although I feel very small still. Anyway, so that's a little update on me. I probably might do these periodically. Honestly, there's not a lot going on in my house, in my life even, um, because I'm just a bodybuilder online coach who does the same thing every fucking day. So yeah, um, and also I'm just going to take this opportunity to ask you to like, share and follow this podcast, review this podcast again. Um, oh God, I really need to get good at asking for that. Like, share, review and yeah I think that that's everything I don't know somebody said that it's a good idea to ask people to add your podcast to playlists so I don't know if you want to do that for me that would be great too um but yes this episode um is one that I am very excited to bring to you this is a topic that I am extremely passionate about and it's one of these things that I kept wanting to make short form content about it you know like a reel or an Instagram post or whatever but I just think there's way too much to talk about and it's something I could honestly talk about for hours I'm going to try and keep it fucking somewhat short and sweet but let's be realistic the last episode was 40 minutes long I cannot imagine this will be any shorter but I'm gonna do my best but this episode is going to be about all the reasons I think you should be resistance training, weight training, strength training that have nothing to do with how you look. And I think that this is just so important to talk about because firstly, like part of my like big mission in life is I want to help girls fall in love with resistance training and strength training. And I think one of the best ways to do this is to move away from obsessing over how can we make it about how we change our bodies you know I want to move away from this paradigm that training and going to the gym equals fat loss or getting skinnier or being smaller you know um because for me when I was growing up that was the only reason anybody would go to the gym like I do think like it has changed so much since I started going to the gym 10 years ago, like there is so much more of an emphasis on, you know, growing your glutes and getting bigger and like 
bulking and all that sort of stuff. But I do still think that a lot of people um, associate like training in the gym with always trying to change their body composition. And look, looking sexy as fuck is a good side effect of going to the gym. You know, it's great. But I don't think that it should be your whole motivation for going there in the first place. And I think that like we should be focusing on all of the impacts that resistance training and building muscle can have on our long-term health and how it actually makes us feel. And also like the lessons we can almost learn inside the gym and how they translate to outside the gym and to our entire life. You know, I think that if the only reason you can get yourself to go to the gym is because you want to change the way that you look, that's a very fickle reason. And I do think that that motivation is bound to wane. You know what I mean? Like if if you're tired and you don't feel like going to the gym and the only real reason that you can think of to go is because you want to change your body. Like, I honestly don't think that that's going to last too long. You know, like, are you still going to be obsessed with having like a peachy bum when you're like 50? I mean, maybe. I don't know. It's it's hard to know because our, I feel like our generation, I mean, every generation is so different from the last, but it will be interesting to see what we're like <laughs> when we're 40 or 50. Will we still be posting our selfies on Instagram? I mean, potentially, but I do think it would be helpful to have some other reasons to still go to the gym, you know, even then. And another thing that I fully believe and I can see this from working with people and from working with girls you know over the last year is that if your only motivation to change is because you hate your body or because you know for some negative reason you know it's like I don't like myself and I need to change that change will never be as effective as change that comes with positive motivation and with with actually loving your body you know, hating yourself into changing, it's not going to get you to where you want to be in the long run. But you can love yourself and you can love your body and want to look after it and its health long term. And I think that that change is going to be so much more effective. You know, um, you have to look at your body as this like vessel that you want to look after and that you want to be healthy and happy for the rest of your life, you know. And you know, ultimately it comes down to the fact that I think you should train. Like, I, I honestly think, I don't care if you're man, woman, um, what, whatever your gender, your sex, your age, I don't care. I think everybody should be doing some form of resistance training, regardless of if you have any sort of body composition goals or not, because it is just about so much more than that okay um so yeah in this in this episode I'm basically just going to go through all the reasons why I personally think that you should be resistance training getting into the gym and you know it doesn't have to be that you go to the gym five to six days a week but I do think that everybody should be doing some form of resistance training I mean like minimum two to three times a week trying to get a little bit stronger trying to build more muscle you know um and I know, like, obviously some people have that kind of like, ooh, I, I don't want to get too big. <laughs> and um, take it from, like, any female bodybuilder, it doesn't happen by accident, you know. I've, I've been <laughs> training for, like, 10 years and I'm still trying to get too big. Um, unless you slip and fall on a vial of testosterone you're probably not going to get too big by accident. Um, so don't fear, don't fear that happening. Um, but also, you know, like skeletal muscle, it is an incredibly 
fascinating organ you know and it is an organ I think people forget about that you know they think about their brain their heart their lungs um and you know maybe how we can protect those things but your skeletal muscle is an organ too and it is a very protective organ it is also a a longevity organ you know it's something that's going to keep you healthy for the rest of your life and that brings me on I suppose to point number one reason number one and probably the most important reason that I think you should be resistant training and having muscle is because it influences how you age. So I want you to sit down, take a moment, and imagine yourself older, as an elderly person. How do you want that to look? Do you want to be old and weak, maybe feeble and dependent on other people to do everything for you, you know, to feed you, to wipe your arse, you know? And I, I, I'm joking here, but like, it isn't really a joke because I've seen it happen and it's horrendous. And, you know, you, what you do now could influence how that, you know, goes in your later life. But do you want to be like that? Or do you want to be happy, healthy, able to look after yourself, able to wipe your own bum? You know, these are important things to think about. And I know that when you're younger, you know, if you're listening to this and you're, maybe you're in your late teens, early twenties, like you won't be thinking about these things. And it can be really hard to imagine yourself as an elderly person. You know, it can be really, really hard to think about that. But take it from me, (laughs) your 30s start to creep up on you. (laughs) You know, one minute you're like young, wild and free, you barely get a hangover. And the next day you're going to bed at nine o'clock and you feel like you have a hangover if you go to bed at 10. Um, And look, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just like particularly elderly at my age. Um, I mean, I'm only 26, but trust me, you know, uh, these things, they do start to kind of pop into your mind as you get a little bit older. You know, I think when you're younger, you just just think you're invincible. It's like, nah, I'm never going to age. Oh, I wish that that was the case. (laughs) But, you know, think about these things like think about like who 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 do you want to be when you're when you're like 80 you know when we're when we talk about behavior change we always think about who do you want to be in five years time who do you want to be in 10 years time and those things are great but who do you want to be when you're 80 you know and at the end of the day what you do now is probably going to have a big impact on that um so one person that I do want to mention at this point um whose content I would recommend, you know, listening to and looking into is Dr. Gabrielle Lyon. Um, so she's very much into, I believe she she has coined it muscle-centric medicine. So she's very much of the belief that having more muscle is like one of the best ways to protect yourself from age-related diseases and metabolic diseases. Now, uh, I, I have seen some things that she has maybe said that aren't quite factual and maybe to some people she might be considered a little bit controversial um especially if you are vegetarian or vegan you're probably not gonna like what she says um because she's very much into protein protein intake um so you know i'm not saying that she's like infallible but certain stuff um when she talks about like aging and age-related diseases i think it is very good to hear so she does have a podcast and she's been on several podcasts as well so i would really recommend having a listen to some of those she was on the Dr. Rangan Chatterjee podcast. I believe it's called Feel Better, Live More. And um, if I can link that in the show notes, I will, because it was really, really insightful. And it was probably one of her like less controversial ones. Um, so I would really recommend having a listen to her and looking on her kind of Instagram. She has some good information out there. Um, so yeah, she's just like somebody that I would, I, I have like 
taken a lot of information from obviously i've kind of learned from other people too but just just to like give a shout out i suppose um because obviously i am not the source of all this information i only pick up um from like other people and other sources um obviously with a background in like biochemistry you know i can read into all these things and i understand it but yeah either way she's a good person to maybe um go and have a look at her content so uh, I think when we're talking about aging, something to really like discuss is, you know, sarcopenia, which is the age-related loss of muscle. So, you know, as you get older, you know, if you lose your muscle mass, you're probably going to be le- weaker. You're probably going to have less mobility. You're going to be at an increased risk of falls and fractures. And like, all you have to do is Google the effects of sarcope- sarcopenia, but um, it can really affect your ability to lead an active lifestyle as you age. But not only that, sarcopenia can contribute to things like increases in obesity, reduced quality of life, osteoporosis, you know, impaired metabolic health. And this all comes down to the fact that it just gets harder to move around. Okay. And then on the flip side of that, things like increased obesity, decreased quality of life and reductions in your metabolic health can also contribute to sarcopenia. So it's a bit of a chicken and an egg scenario, but whether it's the chicken or the egg, whether it's the sarcopenia causing these things or these things causing sarcopenia, one way to reduce the chances of these things happening as you age is resistance training. Okay, that's a really good start point to prevent these outcomes. Having more muscle and building and maintaining the muscle that you do have as you age is in like integral to reducing these risks, you know? Um, so that's just like one of the kind of tangible things that we can think about here is like, how is your muscle going to age and how is that going to have an impact on these other aspects of aging, okay? Um, and then some other benefits of just having increased muscle mass when it comes to how you age, you know? Um, a reduced diabetes risk, you know? The rates of metabolic dysfunction in the kind of aging community is going up and up and up especially in kind of countries like you know Ireland the UK the US Canada all those sorts of things where the rates of obesity are increasing and obviously something that comes along with that is higher type 2 diabetes so muscle like your muscle mass is basically a massive glucose sink so it takes up you know glucose from the blood so if you have more muscle you're going to have better blood glucose control and you're going to have improved insulin sensitivity. So this is like a big aspect of type 2 diabetes. These things go down. You know, you have impaired glucose control. You have impaired insulin sensitivity. So if we have more muscle, those things are going to be improved. And it's also been shown, um, you know, time and time again, that resistance training acutely increases your insulin sensitivity. So it's going to have a positive impact on things like a diabetes risk. Okay. Um, you're going to be less at risk of breaking your bones. You know, if you fall over when you're like 80, or even if you fall over when you're like 60 and you have like next to no muscle mass, well, the odds of you breaking a bone are very high, okay? Um, so if you have, you know, low bone density because you have no muscle mass, you're putting yourself at much greater risk of, you know, being bedbound <laughs> when you're older, And having more muscle mass also comes with a lower risk of osteoporosis. And this is really important for females, especially because as we go through menopause, as our hormonal environment changes, you know, things like estrogen decrease, this can lead to less bone density. And how can we overcome this? We resistance train. Resistance training can increase your bone density. Having more muscle is protective of your bones. 
you're going to have a lower risk of things like obesity. Um, obviously, one, two, if you have more muscle mass, you're probably going to have a slightly, slightly higher basal metabolic rate. But mostly, you're probably going to be more active. If you're going to the gym and resistance training, you're going to be moving around more. And it's going to be easier for, me, for you to move around too. You know, you're going to be mobile. You're probably going to be more likely to want to go out for walks and things like that. So again, having more muscle mass is just so beneficial here you're going to be more independent too you know again coming back to the the falls like you're going to be less likely to actually fall over because you're going to have more stability you're going to have more coordination you know if you're in the gym and resistance training your ability to actually coordinate what your muscles are doing is going to get better it's going to be better you're going to have better like mind muscle connection you know the connection between your nervous system and your muscle is going to be so much better so you're going to be able to kind of protect yourself you know if you trip over you're, you're going to be able to balance yourself there but if you don't do that and if you're quite disconnected from your body really you know the likelihood is you are going to fall over more and if you do fall over and you've got next to no muscle mass again you could break your bones you know you could break things like your hips or your femur you know all of these like really important bones and then what happens again you are bed bound okay um so I don't know about you I don't really want that to happen to me <laughs> you know I'm not saying that I'm never gonna fall over I am the clumsiest person ever <laughs> um I actually fell the other day this is such a side sidebar but so it's really, it's really cold in Canada, in case anybody didn't know. Um, and so it's very icy and snowy. And the other day, oh my God, I've been doing really, really well. So I've been here four weeks and the first few weeks, I don't, don't get me wrong. I had a few near misses where I kind of slipped a little bit. And one day we were out for a walk and Shane fell and I thought it was the funniest thing ever. And I was like, it's coming for me at some point. So I was walking along the other day and oh my God, I slipped and fell hard and it was so embarrassing. It was on like the main road as well. <laughs> so all the cars probably saw me. It was so, so embarrassing. But I have got a lot of muscle mass. So I was all good. <laughs> but yeah. So the likelihood is I will experience many falls later in life. So I need to make sure I have enough muscle mass to prevent me from breaking all of my bones when that happens. Because <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. Like how embarrassing is it when you fall? And you're just really hoping that like nobody saw or else you fall and it really hurts but you have to get up and pretend like nothing happened that's the worst it's the worst um so yeah anyway sorry getting getting a little bit uh, off off topic there um but yeah other benefits again of having increased muscle mass um for when it comes to aging is it's going to have improvements in your cardiovascular health um reduced risk of heart disease which is a massive killer um within the aging populations and you know this comes down to having you know less oxidative stress lower chronic inflammation so you know resistance training is just going to be so beneficial for you in that sense um and then of course things like aerobic training too you know like you probably should be doing some cardio as well but i'm here to talk about resistance training so i'm not going to talk about that um resistance training has been shown to improve things like your immune cell function um, due to the different signaling proteins that are released when you resistance train and how that can impact your immune cells and then also you know a lower risk of depression I'm going to talk a little bit more about resistance training and mental health um, a in, in a few minutes <laughs> um, but again you know when you resistance train you get that endorphin release you get that sense of achievement you get kind of potentially social connection if you're going to the gym and you're kind of meeting people or you're doing classes and then also just the improvements in brain health which I'm going to go into in a lot more detail now in a second um, so yeah you know like these are kind of all of the things the the tangible benefits that come with resistance training and having more muscle so, you know, you should be prioritizing going into the gym, training progressively, getting stronger, training hard, you know, again, like, 
are you going to get these benefits if you go into the gym and just go through the motions and never really push yourself? Probably not, you know? And something that I say a lot on my Instagram, and you will probably hear me say it many times now, is you can't just train like a wet wipe. Like, you have to actually train. You're not in the gym to exercise. You're in the gym to train. You're in in the gym to kind of get stronger and build muscle. And you know, you might be listening to this and thinking, okay, like, yes, all those, those, those benefits, they're there. And you know what, I'll just start training when I'm like 40 or 50 and I'll be fine. Well, my friend, potentially not so, not, not the case. It's going to be a lot easier for you to build muscle now when your hormonal environment is in a much more favorable position, okay, than trying to do so when you're in your 50s or your 60s. You know, when things like, you know, if you're a male, your testosterone might decrease. If you're a female, again, your testosterone might decrease, but also gone through the menopause, reductions in, you know, different hormones like your estrogen, progesterone, like these could have impacts on your ability to build muscle. So physiologically, it makes a lot more sense to start now, build it now, and then you'll only have to maintain it when you're older. And from the other kind of perspective of just the habit, you know, if you start now when it's actually easier to go to the gym, as in your body is probably a lot more mobile right now, you probably have a little bit more natural strength versus imagine if you're 50, you've never sat foot in a gym and you try and go in there and train, it's going to feel a lot harder and you're going to be a lot less likely to actually do it, okay? So if you start now, and you build that habit now, it's going to be something that you don't even have to think about in 20, 30 years. It'll just be such an ingrained part of your lifestyle. But if you try and establish a whole new lifestyle when you're 50 or 60, how likely do you think that's going to be? You know, I want you to think about somebody in your life who's maybe 50 or 60, who has never been to the gym, and ask yourself, do you think that there's any chance you would be able to get them into the gym? Some people, yes, of course, but some people are so set in their ways that like, even if you told them all of this stuff and all the benefits, like they still wouldn't go because they just, they'd be like, no, I'm not, I'm not bothered starting now. So start now when it feels easier and you can then maintain that throughout the rest of your life rather than trying to start when you're older. Um, and it's just going to be a bit of a shit show. So Yes, resistant training and how you age is such a a huge topic. And I think that that's probably the most important one. Um, And I think that that's something to just keep in mind when you're going into the gym. You know, every time you set foot in the gym and you do a session, you know, you get a bit stronger, you build a bit of muscle, you are depositing a penny in the bank of your ability to age well, okay? And again, you know, it really comes back to asking yourself, like, who who do you want to be when you're 80? You know, do you want to be independent and that kind of granny who's running around and you know everybody's like oh I can't believe she's 80 she she doesn't look a day over 60 or do you want to have to have people looking after you every second of the day because that's really no way to live you know um so reason number two that I think you should be resistance training is kind of related to aging, sort of, um, but it's your brain health. So I am a little bit of a neuroscience nerd and I absolutely loved it when I was doing my biochemistry degree. I started off hating it because we only started off doing it in our final year and I was like, this is the worst thing ever. 
but I slowly grew to love it and it's probably something that I'm going to touch on a lot in later episodes especially topics like neuroplasticity and how this impacts things like behavior change and your habits but this is more so to do with the actual like organ itself and its brain so another person that I'm going to kind of refer to here who is great and who I've learned a lot from and she has a great podcast called The Neuro Experience is Dr. Louisa Nicola and so she's an Australian researcher I believe I think she's in New York and she has great content on brain health in general but also on resistance training and brain health and kind of having more muscle mass and brain health so she's a great person to go and kind of get a little bit more information on but I'm going to give you like the very cliff notes version here but you know resistance training and having more muscle mass is going to positively impact the structure of your brain and that then impacts the function of your brain and everything that your brain does so your cognition your memory your mood and you know when we age part of that brain is going to degenerate and especially areas like the hippocampus which is important for your memory and the prefrontal cortex and these like degenerative problems are usually associated with things like memory deficits you know slower cognitive processing neurodegenerative disorders like alzheimer's and dementia and so we want to protect that you know like i don't know about you but i'd rather that that didn't happen <laughs> to my brain but the good news is we can actually do things to protect against this. So um, I was reading a study that kind of, it was a bit of a meta-analysis of different interventions with resistance training and how that impacts the structure and function of the brain. So um, one study found that, you know, resistance exercise and training led to substantial functional brain changes, especially in the frontal lobe, and that this was accompanied by improvements in executive functions, which basically means your ability to decide what you're doing you know your ability to be independent and make decisions make choices that's kind of your executive functions and more so than this resistance training was shown to lead to lower white matter atrophy and smaller white matter lesion volumes so again if these areas of your brain atrophy or shrink that can have impacts on how your brain functions then your ability to again think clearly make make new memories or consolidate memories and to just you know, have better cognition, you know? And again, I don't know about you, but I would really love to be able to think clearly and know what I'm doing when I'm older, you know? Um, brain health is like such a huge topic and it's something that I just don't think enough people think about, which is funny because it is the brain itself doing the thinking. Um, but, you know, it is just so important that we are protecting it. And, you know, I think one thing to kind of note like when it comes to kind of your mental well-being and how you feel you know your brain at the end of the day is producing those things I'm not going to get into the hard problem of consciousness here of like what is your mind and what are your thoughts because that's just like way beyond anything I can consider but at the end of the day your brain and your brain health is going to influence those things it's going to influence how you're thinking you know and so if you're protecting your brain health you are again protecting your mental well-being so after we resistance train you know your muscles release chemicals uh neurochemicals like bdnf so i know this was like really big a few years ago everyone was talking about the amazing impacts of bdnf but it is a really cool molecule it's really important for the survival and maintenance of your neurons and your ner nerve cells and like i just said 
when these die and degenerate, it can lead to cognitive decline. We also have different myokines or signaling proteins that travel from your muscle to your brain and these affect the structure, stru- structure, <laughs> structure and function of your brain. So again, when you resist and strain, it's going to have an impact on your brain and how it works. You know, they've also shown that different cognitive functions are improved because of resistance training. So again, like I said, your executive function, your attention, you know, people these days, myself included, I'm not, I'm not uh, pretending I'm not part of this. We have shit attention spans. Like we can barely watch a minute long video on TikTok or Instagram. Like our attention span is horrendous. You know, when you're looking at videos now, they all change every one, one to two seconds because the people who are creating them know that you cannot pay attention. <laughs> and this is just, I mean, like, again, if, if you're interested in that topic, go and read Stolen Focus by Johan Harry because it's amazing. But this is a big thing. Like our generation have shitty attention spans. So why not do something to protect our brain health, and you know what can protect your brain health? Resistance training. Your short and long-term memory as well, your decision-making, and just even your general ability to process information, you know, it is really, really important. Something I always say to my clients who are in university or doing exams is look at your resistance training as part of your study routine, you know, your ability to actually think clearly understand what you are reading and studying and then consolidate those memories when you're kind of sleeping is going to be impacted by resistance training okay it's going to have a massive benefit on it so yeah resistance training fucking cool so do it um and then another thing and and I think that this is like something that's just like so scary is like neurodegenerative diseases um if you have ever known anybody who has had Alzheimer's or dementia like you know how debilitating that is not necessarily always for the individual but for those around them okay so surely if there's something we can do to protect from some of these diseases shouldn't we be doing it you know um and in 2020 there was a study from the university of sydney and they actually showed that six months of resistance training can protect areas of the brain that are vulnerable to the risks of alzheimer's for up to a year later even after stopping the training protocol So imagine how much better it would be if they had kept the training protocol up, you know, they found that the strength training actually led to overall benefits in the cognitive performance and benefits linked to protection from the degeneration of specific regions of the hippocampus, which again is a major area involved in learning and memory. So think about it when you're going to the gym now and resistance training now, and if you continue doing it in the future, your brain's ability to function clearly and work properly is going to be massively influenced and again I don't know about you I really don't want to to get Alzheimer's or dementia and I know a lot of people might come back and say well they're they're genetic diseases but actually the research now coming out is showing that a lot of it is lifestyle based a lot of it is down to how you live your life you know are you eating a good diet are you sleeping well are you resistance training so surely if there's things we could potentially do to prevent these things from happening shouldn't we be doing them you know so if you want to think clearer and just generally perform better you know in work and school and everything else and just you know be a happier human go to the gym (laughs) train okay it is so important for your brain health and this is just like one of those areas I just think is so interesting. And yeah, like I said, if you're interested in learning more, definitely go and recommend 
recommend going and checking out um, Louise and Nicola because she's great. So the third reason then, I'm going to keep this one a little bit short and sweet, but your mental well-being, okay? I am not here and I'm not about to claim that you can train your way out of being depression, out of being depression, out of being depressed, having depression, you know, anxiety or any like mental, uh, like mental health disorders. I'm not saying that, of course, but even kind of tying into what I've just said about the brain. And again, you know, like I said, I'm not going to um, discuss the hard problem of consciousness. I do think it's very interesting. Like, what is the mind? What are thoughts? Um, what are thoughts, but not nerve impulses and signals within the brain? Okay. So again, the reality is that brain that you have, that organ, it is in, in a way influencing the mind, you know, and like I said, surely if your brain is healthy, it's going to produce healthier thoughts. It's going to produce a happier you, a more resilient you, you know, a you who isn't just a slave to the kind of voices in her, in their head, you know, and that's why I'm just like, you know, go to the gym, train. It is going to positively impact these things. And even just the aspect of committing to a goal and doing it every day, you know, carrying it through and seeing yourself make progress, like that can give you a really good sense of accomplishment and it can give you confidence and it can start showing you that you are somebody who can do things, who can do what they said they would do, who is strong, who is resilient, who is capable, you know, your self-esteem, I really do believe is going to be improved by going to the gym. And I don't think that it's because of how you're, how you look or like how it can potentially change how you look. I don't think it's that. I think it's more so the fact that you are pushing yourself to do something every single day. You are connecting with your body as well. You know, you're connecting with your body in a different way. You're improving, say that, like that mind-muscle connection. You're starting to see your body as something that is, it can perform, you know, it can do amazing things. And I think that that can have a really good impact on your mental well-being. And, you know, so many of my clients say to me, you know, when they've been kind of in a really good groove for three or four weeks or whatever, for, for however long, they just say like, they just feel so much better about themselves. And, and most of the time they say, and it's not because of how I look, it's nothing to do with that, but it's just to do with the fact that I'm showing up for myself every single day and I'm pushing myself. I'm in a good routine. You know, all of these things have such positive impacts on your mental well-being. So I do believe, like, I'm not saying, again, like I said, I'm not saying that you can exercise your way um, out of mental health disorders at all. I'm not saying that. Um, but I am saying that I think a lot of the things that we do when we are resistance training and the habits around that, of course, you know, eating well, sleeping well, getting out for walks, these are all really beneficial for your mental well-being, okay? And finally, one of the kind of best things I think about resistance training and something that I have taken from it is all of the lessons that it can teach you and what you do inside the gym can have such a massive impact on what you do outside the gym. So these are just a few of the kind of lessons that I think resistance training can actually teach you. So the first one is just that you are stronger than you think, you know, and Physically, you can probably do a lot more than you are giving yourself credit for. You know, I have shown myself this over the years. You know, I, I do things that I never thought I'd be able to do. You know, I can deadlift like 150 kilos. Like I never would have thought I could do that. I have clients, you know, even just this week, deadlifting 120 kilos, hip thrusting 170 kilos, squatting 100 kilos. And they're all just blowing their own minds. And 
that strength is not just physical because you know so much of your physical strength is also your mental strength it's your ability to push yourself and I think that that's just one of the most amazing things that resistance training has taught me and I think especially as women it's so important because look let's not uh, pretend that we still don't live in a society that tells us that we are the weaker sex and that we are small and that we you know we shouldn't be there to take up space but that's so wrong like we are so much stronger than we give ourselves credit for and one of my favorite things is like seeing my clients do this like well you know when they message me with their pbs and they're like i cannot believe it you know that just fills me with such a sense of joy because i know how it feels to you know drop the bar and you've done something that you're literally like how the fuck did i just lift that um but it's amazing you know so that's that's one of my favorite things i think that uh, that it has shown me uh, another really good lesson that I've taken from resistance training is that failure isn't something to be to be feared you know failure is something that we need to lean into and that we need to embrace you know when we're in the gym and we start hitting failure in our lifts that's when we're growing you know that's when we're building muscle that's when we're we're getting the the results that we want not from staying far away from failure not from being scared of it but actually facing it head on and understanding that that discomfort is beneficial for us in the long run you know and I think that that's just taught me to be so much more resilient like when when obstacles come up and challenges come up which they always do instead of running away and just being like oh I've I've fucked this like I'm not I'm not able for it asking yourself okay I failed here I've done something wrong but how can I do it better next time you know how can I improve on this in the future and I think that's one of my Again, one of the best things that uh, resistance training has taught me. I'm probably going to say that about all of these things because I think it's all amazing. And like, I will say this time and time again, I would not be the person I am today if I hadn't started going to the gym, if I hadn't started bodybuilding. I just would not be this version of myself. Um, Like it has just changed me so much. Um, But yeah, the next thing that I think uh, resistance training kind of teaches me, which kind of links into the failure, but it's more so that you grow from discomfort and being exposed to uncomfortable situations like the feeling of failure or you know pushing yourself to your limits it's not going to kill you (laughs) and I think when it comes to behavior change and even this applies to like nutrition and just in general is a lot of people struggle because they just can't cope with feeling uncomfortable whether that's the discomfort of cravings or the discomfort of hunger or the discomfort of tiredness they can't cope with those things and so as soon as they feel it they try to soothe it with something whether that's food or giving into their cravings or sitting down okay but like the thing is feeling uncomfortable it's not going to kill you you're not going to die because you're a little bit hungry. You're not going to die because you have a craving and you're not going to die because you're hitting failure on a lift and your muscle is burning and you want to stop, but you know you can keep going, okay? That's where you're going to grow and that's where where you're going to get stronger. And I think exposing yourself to that discomfort in the gym, that physical discomfort makes you so much more better able to do it when it comes to other areas of your life. You know, I think this is why people do things like cold baths and cold showers and ice, ice swims, or ice swims, sea swims and stuff like that, like cold water swims, because they feel that horrendous discomfort, but they don't die and they're fine. And then that means that everything else just feels so much easier. And I think that resistance training can also, you know, produce that result too.
I think another thing is that resistance training and like building muscle in general and like body composition changes in general teach you about delayed gratification because the thing is the work that you do right now is not going to be revealed straight away but you have to be patient and you have to be consistent and you have to keep showing up even when it feels like you are not getting results and again this can apply if you are a business owner or you know you're working towards something this applies you know like I can say that for myself even with business like Sometimes it feels like what you are doing is having no impact and it's not making a difference, but you have to trust that just showing up and continuing to work hard, it will pay off down the line and it always does. And, you know, you go into the gym today, you do a great session, you're not going to look any different tomorrow. (laughs) Like it doesn't work that way. It takes weeks and months and even years. Like it was genuinely years before I looked at myself and thought, you look like you legitimately go to the gym, you know, and maybe that's just me being hard on myself, but it does take a long time. So you have to really enjoy and appreciate that it is in the process and that enjoying that process and trusting the process, which is the most cliche saying of all time, but it's true. You have to trust that the work you are putting in now, the months and months of work, the reps, the sets, they all add up to something amazing, but you have to keep going even when it feels like you're not seeing those results. And that's, again, something that you can apply to all areas of your life. And this is just for me personally, but bodybuilding has shown me that like if I put my mind to something and I just keep showing up and I work relentlessly I can achieve what I want you know if you had seen like my physique two three years ago when I first started with my coach when I first decided I want to be a bodybuilder I don't think I necessarily looked like you know somebody who would be able to achieve anything but you know I I decided I wanted to do this and I did not stop working and you know I came out the other end of my prep with you know I don't know five wins like a European title like things I never thought I could achieve but I just did not stop working and I just knew if I just kept putting in the work I would get there and that's again that showed me that like when it came to starting my business like it was terrifying starting coaching terrifying one of the scariest things I've ever done in my life but I knew that if I wanted it bad enough I would not stop working until I got it and I think like that is just one of the most incredible things that I've ever learned from resistance training It's just that if you put your mind to it, you have a plan, a good plan, and you just put the fucking work in every single day, you can have what you want and you can make your life exactly what you want it to be, you know, and that's something I'm really passionate about is, you know, we, we build our lives, we choose how we live our lives. It comes down to the actions you take every day and the work that you are willing to put in. But if you want it and you want it bad enough, you can have it if you work hard. Um, Got a bit passionate there, Jesus Christ. But honestly, like it is, you know, I I used to think that I was just, life was living me. And I've come to the realization over the last year or two that I'm the one living life and I'm the one creating my life. And I've built this life of mine, like in the last year and it's everything I ever wanted. And I got here through just fucking hard work nothing else no 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 luck nothing (laughs) I just worked my ass off um so yeah anyway um so that's kind of it um those are sort of all of the little reasons why I think you should be resistance training that have literally nothing to do with how you look because again like I said it doesn't always have to be about changing your body you know it can be about how you feel and your long-term health and I think that having those things in mind is going to help you on the days when your motivation gets a little bit louder lower or 
when you just don't feel like going to the gym, you know? Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it for me today. I'm going to wrap up there because I am at the 40 minute mark and this is already just so long. I'm, I'm going to try and do like short and sweet snappy episodes at some points with like little pep talks, but this is one that I just, I knew I wanted to give it a lot of time because it's just something I'm so passionate about. And I've been trying to squeeze it into a 90 second reel for so long. And I said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to bother. Um, so yeah, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Um, and of course, if you have any feedback, I would love to hear it again. If you want to share it, rate the podcast, all that sort of stuff. And of course, if you have any thing that you would like me to discuss on the podcast just send me a message on instagram at emma.curvin and i will of course cover it if you have any topics any guests anything at all that you would like me to do and yeah i hope you have an absolutely wonderful wonderful rest of your day and i'll catch up with you next week